Amen. Amen. So good. Well, thank you for joining us today. It's so great to be with you. In fact, I can't wait to be with you, right? Can't wait to be with you. It's going to be so good when we're back together. You know, keep, uh, keep looking at you know, social media, on your emails. We will communicate what's going on with the roadmap uh, as well. So, um, you know, so great to, uh, to have this platform and to be with you today. Um, what I want you to do is I want you to put in the chat right now, if you get your phone out, right, get your phone out, I want you to put in the chat the movie that you are most looking forward to seeing when cinemas reopen tomorrow, all right? Because I've got a list that is getting very, very long on, you know, movies that have been released in the world and now they're, you know, now tomorrow cinemas open, who's getting a haircut, who's, you know, what's the movie that you're going to, you know, first go and see? What's the one you're hanging out for, right? Because James Bond's coming out soon and there's all kinds of stuff. June, Black Widow, right? There's heaps of stuff. I can't wait, right? So uh, take some friends to the movies, right? I can't see anything in the chat yet, so uh, I'll just wait for that to happen. But uh, so good if uh, the ice road, that's coming out. Is it Goldie's? All right, cool. That's good. Good to know. Who else has got movies that they're going to go and watch? I can't wait to see. Paw Patrol. <laughs> the Proctor family are like, yeah, Paw Patrol. Yeah, just living the dream there, Tamika and Joel. That's so good. June, absolutely. I'm reading the book right now. It's a trek to get through the book, but, you know, it's going to be worth it. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So good. Well, uh, if you're new to uh, C3 Victory, thanks for tuning in today. We believe and hope this is going to really bless you and, uh, and increase your faith today. Uh, my name's Darren. I'm one of the exec pastors, and it's uh, my privilege to bring the word today. And uh, But last week, we finished up a series, and it was so good, right? It was called A Home for Hope, and uh, and it was so good. I started the series. Pastor Mel finished it. I listened to Pastor Mel's message on my run the other day. So good, Pastor Mel. Loved it. But what happened was we, we, we started unpacking some new kind of terminology as well, like the temple and the table. And it was great. Pastor Nate was really unpacking uh, those concepts for us as a church. And we know it's going to take a little while for it to kind of sink in, for everyone to get on the same page, for us to understand that fully. And um, so please make sure that you're talking to us. Um, if You can call Pastor Nate or Pastor Rach or any of the pastoral team, and we can help you to unpack and understand those concepts that are really going to be crucial and important for us as a church moving forwards. So uh, please don't call Pastor Nate and Rach today because they are uh, having an anniversary weekend away. Congrats on your anniversary. I think it was 12 years, right? Pastor Nate and Rach, that's so good. Uh, and also we're going to have a, uh, an information night, as Pastor Simo said earlier, on the, uh, on the 19th. That's a Tuesday of October. And uh, you can ask questions about the temple and the table and our roadmap for meeting again as a church and heaps of other stuff coming at you right then as well. That's going to be really, really good. But the key for this, uh, these new concepts is to lean in to them, right? And uh, hear what God wants to say to you about them. And let's just keep talking it out together. Awesome. Well, we are not in a new, starting a new series today, right? This is a freebie. I get to preach uh, to you out of what God's been saying to me, uh, out of my daily devotions, and I've been slow journaling through the book of Mark. I finished the whole book of Romans. That was awesome. Then I started on the book of Mark about a month ago, and I uh, have really been loving this slowing down, taking like a passage, and just meditating on it day after day after day, and letting the Holy Spirit kind of speak 
gig and I've been writing out a verse and just journaling on it. That's been really, really awesome. And so, uh, yeah, it's really, it's really good. So I'm going to read to you today out of Mark chapter 2. And we're going we're gonna to read uh, 12 verses, right? Mark chapter 2, verses 1 to uh, 12. All right? You ready? You got your, you, you got your phone out because you're, you're involved in the chat and you've got your paper Bible as well. Ready to go? Mark chapter 2, verse 1. Here we go. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers. I, do you remember that? Do you remember gathering in large numbers? How good was that, right? Remember Presence Conference? You know, if you, if you went to Hillsong or Every Woman or Real Man, right? Remember Vision Weekend? How good was that? Gathering in large numbers. Can't wait to do that again. It's going to be good. They, they gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. Some men came, bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. Who are you bringing to Jesus right now? Who are you bringing to Jesus right now? Carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the man, uh, the mat the man was lying on. And when Jesus saw their faith, not his faith, but their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. How powerful is that? Verse 6. Now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately Jesus knew in his spirit that this is what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? And I feel like that's for someone today. Why are you thinking these things. There's some stuff going on and going around and around and around in your mind. And God's like, why are you thinking these things? Like Philippians 4 tells us to dwell and think upon what is good and upright and noble and holy and trustworthy, right? Why are you thinking these things, Jesus said? Which is easier, to say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. God hasn't lost His authority on earth just because we're in a state of flux and chaos. God still has authority on earth. I love that. Authority on earth to forgive sins. So He said to the man, I love this, verse 11, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. Right, So he got up, he took his mat, and he walked out in full view of them all. And this amazed everyone. And they praised God, saying, we have never seen anything like this before. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, would you help us today to get, to receive, to listen, and to hear what it is that you're saying to us, to each of us, and to us as a church. Would you help us to receive it? I declare over us today new levels of freedom and life. In your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. 
Awesome. Well, today, if you're writing notes, uh, my message is called, I tell you, get up. We're going to hang around in verse 11 today as well. So why don't you write that in the chat right now? I tell you, get up, right? Start at the top, right? Jesus said, verse 11, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. Right. Let's start at the top. I tell you. You ready? What is Jesus telling you right now? Not, not what all the other voices are saying. What is the name above all names telling you right now? What's Jesus saying to you? What is Jesus telling you, right? Because we're living in a world right now where there are so many names being thrown around all the time. Remember 11 a.m.s with, with Gladys, right? You've got Gladys Sparagiclian and Dom, Dominique Perrottet and, you know, Alastasia Palaszczuk and Mark McGowan. You've got names like uh, Scott Morrison and Joe Biden and Xi Jinping, right? There's names, there's names being thrown at us all the time, but there's one name that needs to, their, their voice needs to you know, kind of cut through all of the other names. And that is the name and the voice of Jesus. It's so easy for us to get distracted, right? To get, you know, disappointed, disconnected, you know, discouraged, dismayed, disenfranchised, right? And like displaced by all of the noise and the fear and the unknown and the, the statistics that hit us, hit our inbox every single day and the, the noise on social media. It's so easy for us to be displaced by this, you know, the, the stats and the restrictions and the roadmap and everything and the 24-hour news cycle. It's, it never ends, but one voice must cut through for you every single day, and that is the voice of Jesus. I love uh, Luke chapter 3, verses 1 to 2. I'm just going to quickly read that. Uh, really love these verses here. It says, In the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, and Herod, Tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip, Tetrarch of Arturia and Traconitus, and Lysanias, Tetrarch of Abilene, lots of names here. During the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the Word of God came to John. The Word of God didn't go to all these superstars of government, didn't go to all of these crazy legends that were walking around with authority and power, didn't even go to the leaders of, of, of the temple. At the time, they came to John, John the Baptist. John, who was, Mike checked, John, who was, who had separated himself from all of the noise. He separated himself from, he was in the wilderness. He was in the desert. And the word of God came to John. I love that. The world is really noisy right now, right? It's crowded. It's, there's so many voices. The, 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 the internet gave everybody a voice. And then social media gave everybody a platform and a megaphone. And, and, and the world is so noisy right now. But let me help you, because not all voices are equal. Not all voices are helpful. And not everything matters. Not everything matters. Some things matter. But let me help you for a second, because you might need to unfollow some people 
on social media. You know, you can be someone's friend on Facebook and still unfollow them. That, that changed my life. That was wonderful, right? You might need to unfollow some people off your social media feed. You might need to, you know, have a digital Sabbath once a week. You might need to like, you know, turn your phone off and put it somewhere and forget about it. I'm always forgetting where my phone is. I'm not sure if it's because I'm getting better at, at leaving my phone somewhere or if I'm getting older. I don't know. I don't know. We'll go with the first one, right? You know, you, you and I need to take a digital Sabbath once a week and just talk to humans, you know? Had a really great chat with Bruce Cornish yesterday. It was good to talk with a human, you know, about life and, you know, all kinds of stuff that's going on in the world at the moment and Jesus and what's the point? So good chatting to you, Bruce. Loved it, mate. You're awesome. You know, talk to your family and your friends. Call people. Tomorrow you can visit people, you know, if you meet the category, right? So good. Maybe you're the one distracting everybody else. Stop it, right? What? Ask yourself this question. Am I building true community and am I helping people to step closer to Jesus? Like what's really, really important right now? There's a huge crowd of people in the room where Jesus is. And this man has been lowered through the roof, like in front of Jesus, right? And, and this man's trying to listen to one voice. He's just trying to listen to Jesus. There's all these other, there's a crowd of people in the room. I can picture it in my head. And Jesus is standing there and the man is on the mat and sitting on the mat in front of him. And the man is looking up to Jesus. And there's all these other, all these other voices, you know? You know, you, you can imagine the, the scene, right? And there's people who are like, why do they have to dig through the ceiling? You know, and someone else is like, you know, I, got, I, I know a guy could fix that for seven drachmas. What? Seven drachmas? That's like at least a 12 drachma fix. Nah, man. He gets a really great deal on Jiprock. Really? Send me his number. Absolutely, I will. You know? And someone's like, man, I just put, oh, digging through the ceiling. I just I got dust in my hair. What's the deal right now? Like, I just put Bayside grooming matte paste in my hair. And now I go, oh, what's the deal? Far out. You know, someone else is like, this is a four square meter rule, everybody. Now we're out of ratio. Great. Now someone's got to leave. Great, great. Right? There's, there's noise. There's stuff going on. Right? And the man, this broken Man is just trying to focus on what Jesus is saying to him. He's trying to listen to the name above all names. He's trying to listen to the voice that is most important. I love in verse 2, back in, uh, in Mark in verse 2, it says that they, that they, were, they were gathered in such large numbers. There was no room for them, not even outside the door. And he, Jesus, preached the word to them. What word are you hearing right now? What, what's the word that is coming to you and who is saying it? Who's saying the word to you and what are you hearing right now? Because there's no other name like the name of Jesus. And there is no voice more important than his. All right, if you're writing notes, write this down. Jesus says to the man, I tell you, get up. Get up. Rise up. It's crazy. There's a paralyzed man sitting on a mat in front of Jesus. And, and Jesus is looking at him and Jesus says, I tell you. I don't, like it's like we say in Jesus' name, Jesus just says, I tell you, right? right? And Jesus says, I tell you, Get up. What do you need to get up from today? 
What, what is paralyzing you right now? What is, what is paralyzing your faith? Not like your faith, your relationship with God, right? Not, not your faith that you're going, to go to, you're going to heaven and that's a guarantee, right? Your faith, your trust, your belief that God is up to great things. What is paralyzing your faith right now? What is holding back your fire? What is, what is stopping your momentum? What is... What is making you stuck right now? Jesus says, get up, get out of it, rise above it. Because this, I know Pastor Nate said this a couple of weeks ago, this is a season of opportunity as much as it is a season of obstacle. And we're gonna learn to see what God is doing and partner with Him. Here's a couple of things that I believe God wants us to get up out of today. Firstly, and this is really tough, and I know because I lived this for a lot of years, and that is for you, you and I to rise out of a victim mentality, a victim spirit. It's really hard to identify it in yourself, but here's, here's how you know that you're walking around with a victim spirit, a victim mentality, because you continue to tell yourself things like this. Yeah, well, that figures. Never works out for me. I used to walk around going, yeah, yeah, that figures. It's not going to work out as a Darren, because that's what happens with you. Yep, you're a failure, and everything is eventually going to fall and crumble to the ground. Yep, that's pretty much how it's going to work. If, you, if you're telling yourself stuff like that, you've got a victim spirit that you need to rise out of today. Maybe you keep telling everybody else what's going wrong in your life instead of telling them what's going right. Maybe all the stuff that's coming out of you is about the negative, is about the, the bad stuff that's happening. Or maybe you feel powerless to change your situation. Or maybe it's like you don't feel like you've got the power to even make the decision to change your life. Jesus is saying to you today, rise up, get up to realize that you are not powerless, okay? You have so much to be grateful for. There's so many promises in the Word of God, right? God is working in all things for your good, right? Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God works. That's been so good for me. Last, last 18 months, just, just I meditate on that almost every single day, that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him and have been called according to His purpose. That's me and that's you, right? So good in all things. You need to rise above, out of this, this victim spirit and realize that you are more than a conqueror. That's not just a fancy verse that we pull out, that's truth. You and I need to meditate on that truth, especially if we're walking around with the victim mentality. Claim the promises, get filled with the Spirit. It's time to rise up. Something also that's uh, pretty much everywhere right now and that we need to rise out of. And, and, and sometimes we can, we, we can know that we're experiencing this. Sometimes it's kind of in the background, but it's this dull ache of fear, this dull rumbling of fear that's happening in our lives. I love what Rich Velota said on his Instagram last week. He said, God tells us not to fear hundreds of times in the Bible. But God's not saying don't experience the feeling of fear. Because feeling fear isn't a sign of spiritual weakness. He's saying, when you do feel the fear, look to Him. 
because then you realize that you're not alone. Whoa, love it. There's just so much fear in the world right now. Fear that's manifesting as distrust, that's manifesting as, as cynicism, that's manifesting as disrespect and dishonor and criticism. There's a lot of fear everywhere right now and we can get caught up in this, but fear is like clothes that no longer fit the believer, right? <coughs> Who's put on some kilos in lockdown, right? Just put it in the chat. How many? No, no, just kidding. Just don't do that. Don't do that, right? But, you know, I, I put on a few kilos in, in, over lockdown. You know, I remember putting on a, a shirt to go to a wedding. I hadn't worn the shirt for like 10 years. I'm trying to put on the shirt and it's like breaking open in the middle here. I'm like, uh... Yeah, I, I said to Beck, I, I can't wear this anymore. I remember uh, I, I sat down once many, many years ago, of course, not, not recently. I sat down once and the button popped off my pants and hit the wall on the other side of the room. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's not a good sign. That's not a good sign. Like fear is, it doesn't fit us anymore. We're not people of fear. We're people of faith. We're people of trust. We're people of belief. We are people of peace. Why? Because we, we have all of this? No, no, no. Because God is our prayer. He's, 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 our, he's enough for us, right? When you're stuck in fear, even you are declaring to the world that God isn't enough. When you're stuck in fear, even you are declaring to the world that His promises aren't enough. Ah, oh, that maybe he's lost control. No, no, no. Like God's not just another politician, right? He's not just another world power. He's not just another, you know, player on the market. He's not just another, another business leader or celebrity TikTok influencer, right? God has not lost control. The earth is still going towards His greater purpose. Like think about all the other crazy stuff that's happened in human history where God hadn't lost control, right? World War I, the Spanish flu, World War II, right? The Great Depression, like uh, the GFC, 2007, 2008, right? In all of those things, everyone was asking the same questions. Where is God? And God's still like, well, I'm here and I haven't changed. And I'm still with you and I'm still for you. But some, some things are changing in the world and I'm allowing it because I've got a greater purpose. We, we, we've been singing, God holds, Jesus holds the future, right? That's true. Fear is the hallmark of the orphan because the orphan walks around feeling abandoned, feeling left behind, right? Feeling like they're left alone, left to defend and fight for themselves. Fear is the hallmark of the slave because the slave believes that they have nothing, are owed nothing and they are nothing. And so they have to just hold their ground and protect themselves. But you and I are not orphans and we're not slaves. We are called sons and daughters of our Father in heaven. Let that truth sink into you right now, right? Jesus even says, I love this. He says to the paralyzed man, like verse five, son, your sins are forgiven. Jesus even uses family language to the paralyzed man. He's even saying to the paralyzed man, you have nothing to fear. Whoa. 
God is with you. God is for you. It is time for you and I to step out of fear. You know, like when, you, when, you, when you're in the bathroom, does anyone do this? They're like you're in the bathroom and you're about to have a shower and you're like, you know, your pyjamas are like there and you're like, step out of your pyjamas, right? And you leave them behind. Step out of the pyjamas of fear. Leave them behind. Let the Holy Spirit wash over you. I don't know, that's, let's not take the analogy too far, right? But what do you and I need to get up out of? Is it fear? Is it apathy? Are you just like way COVID fatigued and you're like, whatever. Are you in a, in a spiritual funk or a mental funk? Or was, what's going on with you right now? What is God saying to you to get up out of? Maybe you need to rise above disconnection and you need to make some connections. Maybe you're waiting for everybody else to connect with you, but God's saying to you, why don't you connect with other people? Why don't you make the effort? Why don't you check in on some people? Maybe you need to rise above being a passive Christian who's stopped praying, who's stopped thinking about kingdom things and church things, and you just kind of become a little self-absorbed and self-focused. Maybe that's what you need to step out of. You need to battle again in prayer. You need to rise back. You need to advance the kingdom where you're at. The kingdom hasn't stopped advancing and the church hasn't stopped being built just because we ha we're in lockdown, right? God's way bigger than that. God is way bigger than that. Don't stay down. It's time to get up. Right, the last thing Jesus says in verse 11 is He says, take your mat and go home. I love this part, right? Because what's the mat? Well, the mat symbolizes His condition. The mat symbolizes His paralysis. It's His old life. It is what has defined Him. His mat is, is a marker of His misfortune, right? It's an indicator of His identity that, that I can't help myself, that I can't move forward in my life, that I'm stuck forever. But now the mat is obsolete. Now the mat is, it's historical. The moment Jesus said, get up and he stood up, the mat was in his history. The mat was in his past. I love that Jesus says to him, take it home, take it home, right? The biggest test that he could endure, the worst stuff that he'd ever had to face as a man was now in his past. Whoa, hang on a minute. And now he had a testimony. Now he had a story. Now he had something to tell people because of what Jesus had done. And Jesus is like, like take the symbol of your old life and take it home, right? I, I imagine him walking home with the mat under his arm and he's like walking through the door. He's walking through the door. He's walking through the door and he's like, <laughs> what am I going to do with this? Uh, doormat, maybe. Uh, I imagine that he went and he hung it up on his wall. Not as a decoration, not as a memento, but as a reminder that his encounter with Jesus changed everything. And you and I were only one encounter with Jesus away from breakthrough, away from healing, away from the miracles, away from the impossible, right? He's walking around like I, I preached to uh, C3 Bangkok a few weeks, a couple of weeks ago. And I'm like on the same passage, different concept. But I was like, imagine how many times you stand up every day. And every time this man stands to his feet is a reminder that Jesus is real. 
I once was broken and now I'm whole. I once was lost and now I'm found. Now I'm free. I love that Jesus said, go home. Now, when people tell us to go home, we get offended. What? Don't tell me to go home. I'm, I'm, now I'm living here. This is my house now. You know, we get all, don't tell me to go home. But Jesus said, take your mat and go home. Take this symbol of what was and take what I have done in your life back into your home, into your neighbourhood, into your family, to tell your friends, to tell your neighbours what I have done in your life. Take this story, take this encounter, take this testimony into your community, right? Tell your kids about what God has done, right? Parents, you got to embrace the awkward sometimes. Like my wife always says, embrace the awkward, right? Yes, it's awkward sometimes to talk to your teenage kids about what God has done. Do it anyway. Speak to them anyway. Whoa. Take your newfound freedom, your fresh revelation of God's love and His power, right? Take your new joy, your new stoked faith, your new stoked fire. Take the new spring in your step. Take this new thing that God has allowed you to rise up out of and take it home with you. Take it into your workplace when you get back to work. Tell your neighbours what God has done. I have a neighbour and I, every now and then I just drop something that God's saying to me or something that God has done. It's sowing seed after seed after seed. And she's like, whoa. Take it home with you. I love this, I'm finishing on this. The paralyzed man walked out in full view of everyone. Verse 12, it says he walked out in full view of everyone. Like live your testimony in full view of people. Don't hide your light. Don't hide what God has done. Don't like shroud it and be embarrassed about it. Shine it, lift the lid on what God has done in your life, right? Talk about it. Let people marvel at what God has done in you, right? Let people say what they said of this man. Whoa, we have never seen anything like this before. Oh my goodness. You know, people are chatting in the, you know, in the crowd and they're like, the, the, this, the paralyzed man has st stood up and he's like, huh, what? And he grabs his mat and he... I guess I gotta go home. And he just starts walking out the door. And the people are like, what? We know that guy from years ago. We know what he was like. We've never seen anything like this before. People will marvel at what God has done and is doing and what is fresh on your life. So talk about it, share it. Just one, one encounter with Jesus. It's all we need for freedom, for faith to rise, for breakthrough to happen. I believe that God is saying to us today, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. Let's pray. Right where you're at, even with your kids around, just close your eyes. Lift your hands, put out your hands like this maybe. And just say, Jesus, come close. 
Jesus. Come close, come near, Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. Thank you that you're with us. You're for us. Help me to rise. Help me to get up today. Help me to get up out of a victim mentality, to get up out of fear, to get up, to disconnect from the world, to listen, to walk with you, to walk with us, our community. Help me to rise above this thing and take this story into my family and my friends and my neighbourhood. Help me to get up in Jesus' name. I just declare freedom right now in Jesus' name. I declare freedom over you. I declare freedom over your home. I declare healing right now in Jesus' name. If you need healing right now for anything, just lift your hands. Text us, you know, send us an email, send us a message later on if you've received healing. But I just want to keep declaring that right now. In Jesus' name, I declare healing over you. Body, soul, spirit. Over your mind, over your life. Healing in Jesus' name. You know, if you're, you, be, you might not be walking with God today, but you've been stirred. And every week we give people an opportunity to just say yes to God, to say yes to Jesus. Because when Jesus walked this earth, He died on a cross for you and I. The gospel is the greatest story, the greatest transforming story that you will ever hear. And the, and, the, and the crux of the gospel is that God loves you so much, enough that He would send Jesus who came willingly to die on a cross and be raised on the third day for you. To wash away your sin, secure you a place in heaven for all eternity, give you a new identity and give you a relationship with Him. And if you're not walking with Jesus today in relationship with God and you want to, if you're following this uh, live, there's going to be a little button you can press to raise your hand and then we'd love to pray a prayer with you. You can start a live prayer as well. But if that's you, I'd just love it if you'd pray this prayer with me right now. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, I need you in my life and I come to you and I ask you for your forgiveness. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I believe you are the Son of God. Come and be my Saviour and my Lord. Fill me with your Spirit and help me to walk with you every day of my life. In Jesus' Name, Amen.